When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from the Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. It is great to be with you today. Happy Monday. It's Combine Week. Christmas. Love this time of year. Love getting to cover football. What a great job. And I just want to take a moment. You people are amazing. And because of your liking and subscribing and sharing and all that you do, we're growing exponentially. And to you goes all the credit. To you, to to God be the glory and to you all the credit. And so I just want you to know I appreciate you. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. Like, share, let the word get out there. And it's Combine Week. So the rest of the week I'll be coming to you from Indianapolis. So really looking forward to um, getting into a ton of Combine. We're going to have a ton of video. There's going to be a lot going on. So super excited to visit with you all. Today, we got a ton to talk about. Got a very important email that I want to address some one of you. We're going to talk about the salary cap. We're also going to uh, deal with some staff. I want to talk a lot about AP and his staff. Um, That, to me, is very, very important. And then um, we're going to look at some weaknesses in the draft. And then we're going to also talk about, no, you shut up. So we're going to have a good time today. Let's just get right in with the you shut up. And then uh, we're going to get into a lot more. Last week I got into a podcast and I don't remember what day it was. For some reason, I think it was Friday, but uh, on one of my podcasts, and I talked about the criticism Antonio Pierce has gotten, first comments about taking the head off the snake, and people went to the NFL and the NFL says nothing, crickets. Because what's the NFL going to say? You can't talk tough. It's football. People trying to turn the Karen, the Karenification of football, K-A-R-E-N, Karenification of football, or the wimpification of football. And I talked about some of y'all need to go back and listen to some old Al Davis interview. Within the first few plays of the game, the quarterback must go down and must go down hard. <laughs> Football. All AP's doing is being a Raider. So anybody that wants him to shut up, what you're literally saying is don't be a Raider. But I got a, I got a word here, a word for all the national pundits coming after AP. If your team doesn't like what AP's saying, then shut his mouth. Shut it. Go whoop him. Man, I'm telling you every single day, I hope the NFL has the Raiders and the Chiefs opening night. Oh, I don't care what. I'm just a fan of football, and I want to see that. 
How much would you want to see Chiefs opening up ring ceremony, dropping another Super Bowl banner, first game of the year hosting the Raiders? Oh, you can't make that stuff up. You can't make it up. Be classic. Absolutely classic. The last loss came against the Raiders. Now, listen, I hear some fans being very disrespectful of the Raiders. That's, I mean, of the Chiefs. That's dumb. What they've done, have they gotten calls? Yep, but they've still done it. They deserve all the respect. Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in football. Andy Reid's best coach. I'm just telling you, I don't disrespect because that's a heck of a franchise. Great fan base. Good people. If you're the Raiders, man, it does just because you show them respect doesn't mean you kiss the ring either. Make this happen, NFL. This is a no-brainer. Raiders Chiefs, first game of the 2024 season. We can just call it the just shut up ball. One team will silence the other. But you know that that game is going to be hostile, mobile, agile. There's going to be tension. I mean, you're going to have Antonio Pierce walking into that stadium, that iconic, epic stadium, all red having lived six months rent-free in the head of Patrick Mahomes. I don't care what team you root for. Everybody wants to see that game. Those ratings will be through the roof. Wow. Wow. Got a lot to cover today. I got an email here from Colby. V, Colby V. Colby says, Hondo, thanks for all you do. Really love your work. What do you think the vibe is with Bo Nix for the Raiders? Is number 13 too high? Is a trade down ideal? Is he available later? Does that contradict best player available at number 13? Interested in your thoughts. As a lifelong Duck fan, I personally think he'd be great. Thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you, Colby. Um, so let me address this real quick. I have talked about Bo Nix a lot and have gotten a lot of criticism for it. And I've got some permission. I'm going to read a scouting report from a GM to you that it got texted to me. But um, let me just share this with you. Bo Nix did not do good at the postseason um, talent bowl. You know, senior bowls, there's several of them, but where you go and you work out and all that, did not do well. And I had fans, what are you talking about? Accuracy issues. Don't you know how accurate he was in college? You know what? Nothing says I don't know football better than throwing out stats where you don't watch film. Bo Nix was outstandingly accurate in college. And he's a great kid. This is nothing about character. 
but his technique is not well. His footwork isn't great. And the vast majority of his passes are within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. Anybody can get the ball there. He gets to the postseason uh, talent bowls where he's asked to make some longer throws and his accuracy was not good. He was not good. Okay. I know there are people that like Bo Nix. And I think there is a chance he goes in the first round. But everybody I know who, who judges quarterbacks and judges them accurately and well, none of them have a first-round grade on him at all. So when you say, is he possible as the best player at 13? No, he's not even close to the top 13 best players. Again, great kid. Again, a kid that who maybe with better coaching and better technique can improve to be a, a QB1. But you're not guessing in round one. Well, you are. That's why a traditional group of teams are always at the top of the list because they're constantly guessing. Like the Raiders did with Damon Arnett. No, Colby. Great kid. Great career. Everybody who even remotely knows the kid loves the kid. But it's not just this is what his accuracy was in college. It's, okay, what's the understanding of it? You know, J.J. McCarthy was tremendously accurate and threw the ball a lot longer. A lot more intermediary and long-range throws. So, no, I don't hear – I mean, I think somebody – I think there's a chance he could go in the first because there are several teams that traditionally draft not well who take those kind of risks. If you can go get Bowen, you know, in later rounds, sure, I think he'd be a great pick. You got to develop him. You got to coach him. But no. And and again, here's what I was told about Bo. From an NFL executive that was there. Nowhere close to good technique or footwork. That'll certainly have to be coached up at the NFL level. But with so many throws in college in a very short distance, we saw intermediate and long word passing accuracy nowhere near the accuracy stats of what he had in college. I would say of all the QBs, was not a good time for him. There you go. And listen, could he be that? Uh-huh. So somebody could go pick him and develop him. And he turns out great, and everyone goes, oh, should have moved up for Bo Nix. But he's a project. He's a project. And remember, when you're picking guys in the first round, there's a reason the good teams are always at the bottom because they know how to draft. You don't take risks. So there you go. Whatever you think is cool with me, I'm just giving you the report because you asked for it, Colby. Thanks for sending in your email. Remember, you can send me an email, Spartan Nation Mail, M-A-I-L, at yahoo.com. Let me know what you think if you ever have any emails. Some of them I answer in question and answer articles, some on the podcast. So get those to me. I'd love to hear from it. Um, let's talk about the salary cap. Now, you may remember 
In 2020, I was reporting during the season that the salary cap for the first time ever was going to go back. It was during COVID. And everyone's like, no, nah, Hondo's wrong. And if it goes back, it may go back a million bucks. And I begin to tell people that I was hearing it could probably go back 10 million. And then we find out it ended up going back over 15 million. Those are huge numbers. Now, the salary cap was just announced by the NFL. It goes up to $255.4 million. Raiders are in great shape. Great shape. Throw on some of that Jimmy G money like some old spice. Raiders are in good shape. And y'all need to give Dave Ziegler credit for that. He came in and fixed the Raiders, bit the bullet, and did what he needed to do. So good job for Dave. And now the Raiders are in great shape, great shape to do a lot of different things. So that's salary cap. That is a huge deal going up. And again, it goes up uh, uh, 30 in 2023, it was two, 224 million. And so it went up 31, almost over $30 million. And the Raiders are in tremendous shape, tremendous shape financially now. Got a lot of room to do a lot. Um, I want to talk about the staff because I said I was going to. Several things stuck out to me. AP had multiple people with playing experience. Big deal. Joe Philbin, Marvin Lewis, two former coaches on his staff, head coaches. Guys been there, done that. And one on each side of the ball. That's a huge deal. I love that. You see Deuce Gruden still around. That tells you AP's not leading from a place of fear, or which isn't him anyways. He keeps Deuce around. I love that. And then I love, though, that he brings his son, DeAndre, on staff. I'm not a fan if it's nepotism of the untalented. But I am a huge fan of nepotism for the talented. You think knowing AP the way, well, the way I do and the way you should at least have an idea who he is, you think for one second his kid's going to come in and loaf around and show up 10 minutes late because he's the coach's kid? No, he's going to be early because he knows dad's holding me to a standard ain't nobody else getting held to. And DeAndre's a great kid, by the way. Great kid. And I know I shouldn't call him a kid. He's a coach in the NFL now. But when you're old like me, you can call him a kid. He is a kid. Great. And with a really promising future. He's got a mind. He's got an incredible mind. I love that. I love the way AP filled out his staff. With experience. Then he listened to his guys. Let them bring in some of their people. Let them bring in some of their folks. Knowing, hey, you want me to make some dinner here? Let me let me pick my sous chefs. Let me get the guys that are going to help me. He listened. To me, this staff was 
I'll give you an example. I'm going to go to politics, but I'm not going to talk Republican or Democrat. You can always tell what a candidate thinks of their chances of winning the general election when they pick their running mate. Do they pick a running mate because they think it's going to help me um, in a certain part of the country? Is it going to help me with a certain gender group? Is it going to help me with a certain racial group? Is it going to help me with a certain socioeconomic group? Um, is it going to help me with a special interest group? Maybe the candidate is a strong person of faith, so they want to go with somebody who isn't, or maybe they aren't, but they want somebody who is, whatever. Maybe they're from the Northeast. They want somebody from the West. It, it, I don't know. But you can always tell, are they making a decision for governance? Meaning, hey, this person will really be a good candidate if something should happen to me. Or do they make a pick based on hoping to bring this particular group in, a religious group, a gender, a, a, a part of the country? Anytime somebody makes a pick of whatever party, anytime they make a pick of somebody, not because they could be a good president, but because of what they can bring to them, that's not good. That's not good at all. Because you want them picking somebody who can be a good president. That's what you want. You want them to pick I don't want whoever I vote for to pick somebody just because they think it's going to get me my vote. Because that tells me you're panicked and you don't think you're going to win the election. I want you to go pick somebody based on if something happens to you, look at this person's capable to be president and talented and smart. Here's why I'm saying this. AP didn't pick a snaff to win a news conference. He picked a staff to win. And he addressed all of his weaknesses, or all of at least the perceived weaknesses. He's got a game management guy, which we've been talking about for months before he even got the job. He goes, what else did he do? He goes and, and grabs experienced guys because he's not as experienced. He gets some young guys to bring in some fresh blood. And he gets a ton of experience on his staff. When I saw the staff, the building out, the way it was being built out, I immediately thought of a presidential election. This is not going to go get guys to win a press conference or to get a few people to say, oh, good job, AP. No, 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 no. This was a staff built for winning. There were a lot sexier names you could have put on that staff. I don't believe there was a lot better names you could have put on there for coaching and for what AP needed. Brilliant, brilliant move. I give him, a, again, he continues everything he has done since becoming the intern 
interim, and now the head coach is an A. Brilliant hiring of his staff. And I love the fact he brought his son in. He's young. You want some of that in your staff, but it also sends a message. In today's world, a lot of coaches just almost abandon their families. And he's saying, no, listen, my family's still the most important thing in my life. I'm glad I got this job. It's my dream job, I and mean, it's going to take me a lot of time. But I get to do it with my boy next to me. Good for him. Get to have my son right here. Good for him. I thought it was great. Again, if it was nepotism because of nepotism, no, this was nepotism based on talent. If he would have picked Rex Ryan to come be part of his staff, would you call it nepotism because Rob's there? No, they're both great coaches. I have no issue with it. It was like when um, um, uh, Kyle Shanahan's dad, I cannot believe I just forgot his name because I know who he is, obviously. But when Kyle Shanahan worked for his dad, Kyle was a great talent. Wasn't nepotism. Was it nepotism at all? He was a great coach. And it worked. Same way here. I don't know what DeAndre's going to be, but I know what he's shown. And a chance to work with his dad, that's pretty darn special. Now, I want to get into a couple other things. Um, I am hearing in the NFL that this is a draft with plenty of talent. Uh Plenty of first-round talent in a lot of positions. But I am hearing, and now others are reporting the same thing, so they're here must be talking to the same people. There are four positions where I don't think there is, where I've had multiple teams tell me they don't think there's a first-round player. Interior offensive lineman, right guard, linebacker, and safety. Those are the four positions I'm hearing, that there's talent there, but not first-round level talent. So I'm just giving you that little bit of information. Again, interior offensive lineman, running back, linebacker, and safety. So you should be able to address those in the second and third round and get some really, really talented guys. I just don't expect anyone to see the, any of them in the first round. Now, here's the problem. It is a very top-heavy draft. And... When you're going to have people reaching primarily for quarterbacks in this draft, it's going to make them fall down even farther. The Raiders are in a primo spot, primo spot at 13 to either select the best player at position of need there or to trade down even a little bit farther and get two players. If they trade down and get a first and a second, they could end up walking with two players for the price of one that, that start immediately or start at some point next year. So big, big, big developments there. And I've been getting asked a lot, you know, who are some guys I'm looking forward to talking to this week at the Combine? JC, I, I, I mean, there's lots of guys I want to talk to. I'm not going to specifically talk about all of them. 
But I'm going to tell you, as I keep looking at 13, and I think the odds are going up, the Raiders are going to use 13. Boulade McKinstry, Terry and Arnold, J.C. Latham. Latham's the best right tackle in this draft. He will step in immediately and start. Now, if you re-sign Jermaine Illuminor, who's one of the best offensive linemen out there in free agency, then you allow Latham to come in and work his way into that role. But I think there's a good chance Jermaine will get a couple-of-year deal. And if the Raiders' go with plan is to go with Latham, I don't know that they would give him more than a one-year deal. And quite frankly, I think he should have got a two-year deal last time. So you got Colton Miller and JC. And you got to just look at what, what, what do you want to do? Okay. Do you let Andre James go? I mean, not try to bring him back. Do you, Move Dylan Parr him to center. What about Brian Allen? L.A. Rams center just let go, who performed at a very high level, but he was making a lot of money. What about Brian Allen? He's an option and a good one. So a lot of, lot of variations here. A lot of really, really good... Um, a lot of really, really good things here. Just trying to make you aware of it and what's going on. But again, running back, tier offensive lineman, linebacker safety, those are the weak places. So when you've got 22 positions at the 22 main spots and you're taking four out, now you've got 18 spots in that first round and you know there's going to be reaches at quarterback there's going to be a lot of first-round talent. I was told by someone yesterday that they think uh, someone who is involved in a in a uh, uh, front office of a um, AFC team, they think there's going to be first-round level talent going well deep into the second round. And so they had told me if I was the Raiders and I could trade back and get a second and another first this year from a team that wants to get to 13 for somebody specifically, they go, I'm taking that deal all day long because there's going to be first round talent that goes down to the second. I thought that was fascinating. I wanted to present it to you. So the Raiders could trade down from 13 and get into the twenties and get a team's second round pick and get potentially two guys of first round value. That's a huge deal. It's a huge deal because there's going to be a lot of reaches. Just keep that out there. I just wanted to keep it real and give that to you. I thought that you would appreciate it greatly. So, again, a lot going on this week. We're going to be talking to tons of people starting tomorrow. So please make sure you are checking us out. SI.com forward slash NFL forward slash Raiders. We're going to have lots of video interviews. We're going to be talking to AP. We're going to be um, uh, talking to uh, Tom Telesco a couple of times probably. But we're looking forward to getting a bunch of stuff for you guys. We're going to be interviewing a bunch of players, articles on a bunch of players. I'm going to be there. 
Aiden O'Connell's going to be there. Carter Landis is going to be there. And Braden Reed is going to be there. So four of us from this staff are going to be there covering all of it. So if you want to know what's going on with the combine, you got to just keep clicking my uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, at Hondo Carpenter, IG, at Hondo SR, and SI.com forward slash NFL forward slash Raiders. And, oh, by the way, click on um, where it says newsletter in the upper right-hand corner. Three days a week, we'll send you our top stories. We don't spam you. We don't sell your information. But that way, you'll never miss another great story. It's going to be a great week at the Combine. Thank you all. And, again, thanks for our growth, which has been outstanding. Thank you for liking, sharing, and following. And I ask you to please keep doing that. Again, like, share, follow, get on all that. We appreciate all you guys. From all of us here, thanks for listening. Have a great day. See you tomorrow from the Combine. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network. Whoa.